It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Howdy, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Great to be with you. As always, you can live stream us on the Internet. LarryKudlowShow.com. Is that still right? Yeah. LarryKudlowShow.com. Producers say that's still right. You can hear us throughout the country, uh, around the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. If you know what the Milky Way is, you can write us in because I haven't figured that out yet. But we do. Actually, a lot of people hear us on the Internet. We get a lot of live streaming. So it's good for us. And um, lots to talk about, as always. I want to begin... I mean, look, we're going to talk about the jobs number. We're going to talk about the crack up in the stock market. Why Jay Powell's not getting it done on inflation. Joe Biden. What am I reading? Joe Biden's in Ohio yesterday. This guy, God bless him. He's the only president we have, right? So he's reminiscing about the days where he could have lunch with segregationists in the Senate. What a wonderful idea that is. You got the audio? Let's play this. Play this nutty thing. Even back in the old days when we had real segregationists like Eastland and Thurman and all those guys. But at least we end up eating lunch together. Really? Diego, Cracker Jack producer. Thank you, buddy. So I'm just, you know, look, yeah, those, were, those were the days, but they weren't the great days. I mean, those guys wouldn't have lunch with, you know, with blacks, browns. I don't think they'd have lunch with women. The odd thing about it is Biden saying this, and he's calling uh, conservatives, Trump people, MAGA people, the most extreme people in the world, and he then just launches in some reminiscence about having lunch with segregationists who hate blacks. Really? I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. But I want to go back to Roe v. Wade. I want to revisit some of the issues here. I mean, look, I put my cards on the table. Uh, if you watch us during the week on Fox Business, the name of the show is Cudlow. You'll know I've been talking all week long since that news broke Monday night. I am a strong pro-lifer, uh, protecting the life of the unborn, have been for many, many decades. I also think the draft of Judge Alito, which would push the Roe v. Wade decision out and would would give individual voters in the states and the state legislatures the right to make a determination state by state. I've long thought that that kind of state's rights approach, voter determination approach, was exactly right. Unelected judges shouldn't be making these key decisions. I want to add, you go back to Roe v. Wade, 1973, More than 63 million children were killed. Can you imagine that? 63 million children were killed by abortions. Now, I will say this, too. I offer this uh, with all great respect to those people who may be listening who do not agree with me. I appreciate that. I also don't dismiss. Look, I I understand women who, who, for health reasons, want to have an abortion, the idea of women's choice, a right to choose. I understand that, but I always add to, to that conversation that who defends the unborn child and their right to live? 
I mean, that's always been the issue to me. This God's creation. I mean, you get a heartbeat, I don't know, inside six weeks nowadays. And uh, with all the science and technology, you know that there is a living child in the womb. I mean, most countries around the world, in fact, we looked at this on the, on the Kudlow Show on Fox Business. Uh, we looked at this uh, throughout Europe, I think something like, all but two European countries restrict abortions to the first trimester, which essentially is what this Mississippi Dodd case is all about, Dobbs case, all about first semester. I mean, whether it's 12 weeks or 13 weeks or 14 weeks, that's pretty much the limit. Uh, Late-term abortion, to me, is a hideous thing, an absolute hideous, hideous thing. Uh, We played the debate... um, the last debate in 2016 between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump where they argued over this, and she defended late-term abortion, so-called partial birth abortion, and um, then-candidate Trump said no. He completely opposed to it, and he said he would appoint judges to the Supreme Court who were opposed to it. He made good on his promise to this day. I mean, I just support that completely. I think Donald Trump was the most significant pro-life president we've ever had. I mean, my friend George W. Bush was a pro-life president also and appointed conservative judges, but I just put my cards on the table so you know where I'm coming from. I'm just a strong supporter of the unborn. That's all. And um, I'm not a sociologist. I haven't really looked inside the numbers, but of those 63 uh, million, some odd million people, children, sorry, children, uh, who lost their lives to abortion, uh, I'm going to guess, and I think it's an educated guess, that the biggest share of that were minorities, African Americans particularly. I'm going to guess and if I'm wrong, I apologize. I'm gonna we're gonna try to look into that as the show goes on. Uh, one of the managers here mentioned that to me, but I, I think that's probably a true fact. Maybe we can scare up some numbers on that. But the blacks are the ones who get hurt the most. That's my impression. But what is outrageous about this story as it unfolds is one thing the failure of the Biden administration, as expressed by Madam Saki, the soon-to-be-departing press secretary. It's going MSNBC. That's perfect. But from the president on down, there's no outrage. There's no condemnation of the leak, which is so corrupting and damaging to the reputation, the institutional reputation and regard for the Supreme Court, which is still one of our most respected institutions. I believe the uh, military and the Supreme Court are right up there in the top several most respected institutions in American life at a time when, as most folks know, there isn't a lot of respect for anything in Washington, D.C., which is probably deserved. Trump called it the swamp. I worked in the swamp twice, once for Reagan, once for Trump. 
not good. But point is, here we have no condemnation of the leak itself. And to me, that's just absolutely extraordinary. Now, Chief Justice John Roberts, whom I know, by the way, I mean, I'm not in his inner circle, but I knew John. We both worked for Reagan a long, long time ago. Um, he was very kind to me when I first went to Washington in the Trump Trump years. He came up, spoke to me at a dinner. Anyway, he called Trump, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts called the leak of Justice Samuel Alito's opinion absolutely appalling. He's right. And then he said, if the person behind that leak thinks it's going to affect the jurist's work, then that's just foolish. Good for John Roberts. Strong statement. I saw in the paper this morning, Clarence Thomas said the same thing. It's not going to change anybody's mind. So if some liberal left twit, to use Ted Cruz's, Senator Cruz's phrase, thinks that this was a clever idea, guess again. It will not change their mind. Now, these drafts, can go through iterations, wording can change. And I suppose um, intellectually a justice can change his or her mind along the way. I mean, I believe the draft first was written back in February. I don't know why they chose to leak it uh, all of a sudden in early May. I guess the decision will come out in June uh, or sometime in the early part of the summer. But it's not going to work. And it probably will stiffen the backs of conservative jurors who have um, signed on to the Alito draft opinion. But again, it is appalling that from Saki, I mean, Biden, no one has, none of this, they don't care about this. All they care about is Roe v. Wade. They have no interest in preserving the Supreme Court and its reputation. I mean, just imagine if if President Trump or some senior officials in our administration had leaked a big, important, controversial memo on almost any subject. I mean, the, the lefties would have gone crazy if we had leaked something that you know might have impacted a big issue of the day, a big political. They'd have gone nuts. They want to impeach him. You know, well, they did try to impeach him. Of course, the leaks are on the other side. The leaks were at Trump, not by Trump. But you get what I'm saying whether it's phony Russian collusion or GPS or any of these other silly things. And then one more thing I want to say before the break. and We're going to talk about this. Andrew McCarthy, former prosecutor, great friend, National Review contributor, Fox contributor. Um, uh, this crazy group, Ruth Sent Us, which has published the home addresses of the justices who signed on to the Alito draft memo. Amy Coney Barrett, of course, Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch. I mean, this this group, first of all, the irony is that they're talking about Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was one of the earliest people before she was a justice who questioned the correctness, the viability of Roe v. Wade. She said it was a lousy decision, lacked constitutional weight. And boy, she was right. And she said, by the way, it's not going to settle the law. She and and uh, um, uh, Scalise, uh, um, they both said that this would not settle the issue. 
That's an important point that's gotten lost here. But anyway, they call themselves Ruth Sent Us. And, of course, this is going to lead to violence. If they go and march on the homes, it will not be, it will not be peaceful, which is what Saki is saying. Oh, it's okay because there's a lot of passion and it will be peaceful demonstrations. No, it won't. Go back two summers ago when Black Lives Matter allegedly had peaceful demonstrations about that judge. I think he was a judge in St. Louis during those race riots, which turned violent. People attacked his house. And, of course, it happened in all the cities, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, New York, you name it. These BLM, you know, they're not peaceful. Antifa, they're not peaceful. They may label themselves peaceful. People on the far left who want to defund the police, they want to defund the Supreme Court. They want to attack the court. They want to try to intimidate the court. You can't do that. And it is just astonishing. Joe Biden should be ashamed of himself for not giving the justices major new additional protection. He should be ashamed of himself for not taking this seriously. He should be ashamed of himself for not, he has yet to condemn the leak. He has yet to say anything. This is just far left craziness. And no one's going to stand for it. No one's going to stand for it. 63 million abortions later. We have to worry about the health of the child, the life of the child. We, look, we got to worry about the life of these Supreme Court judges. We, we have to worry about the lives of anybody who protests in this country. We want peaceful demonstrations. It is up to the president to set the tone, the moral tone, and to enforce the laws. And by the way, it turns out, I think I read something yesterday, that anybody who demonstrates against a judge, a federal judge, I think this is right, is breaking the law. So there is nothing law-abiding and peaceful about this. All right, I got to take a break. And we're going to come back and talk some more about this. I want to get to the jobs issue later on. And it's a mixed bag. The stock market, of course, down six straight weeks in a row. We still have a big inflation problem. Jay Powell, the Fed chairman, I don't, I don't think he should be confirmed. He's done a terrible job as Fed chairman. Anyway, we'll take a break. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Please stick around. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great pleasure to be with you. Um, <clears throat> I just want to repeat here in the intro, where is the left's outrage over the Supreme Court leak and the threat to the individual justices? And again, uh, Madam Saki refuses to condemn the leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion. I'm just reading this is from the Washington Times headline. I've been covering this on the Fox Business Show every night this week. By the way, it's 4 to 5 p.m. I should say this, 4 to 5 p.m. every night. If you can't can't pick us up at 4, you can get your favorite 9-year-old who will show you how to DVR the show. 9-year-olds are much better at that than us older folk of a certain age. But really, this is such a serious issue. I mean, how can they not be? I mean, Joe Biden should have been out there. Instead of being in Ohio and reminiscing, how wonderful it was to have lunch in the Senate 40 years ago with racist, segregationist U.S. senators, which is what he was reminiscing about, which to me is insane. I mean, they purport to be, you know, 
We're all about equity and justice in the Biden administration. Here he is talking about James Eastland. But whatever. Instead of that, he should be protecting his own Supreme Court justices. Not stacking the court. By the way, you know, Schumer and Pelosi think they're going to have votes that are going to pass legislation to codify Roe v. Wade. They're not because they're not going to get through the filibuster because the Democratic Party, at least the, the, the Democratic Party in the Senate, is not going to let it happen. Mansion, cinema, but there's several others. They will not permit that. But the point is, it is the, our Supreme Court. It's the United States Supreme Court. It is as much Biden's Supreme Court as any other president. And by law, by law, they must be protected. And again, I see some headlines on TV this morning. Uh, Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, is saying we will not be bullied. Good for him. That's basically what uh, Chief Justice John Roberts said yesterday in a speech, uh, I believe, down in Atlanta, Georgia, or someplace down in Georgia. But this group, about whatever they call themselves, what are they? What's the name? crazy group. Ruth sent us. Ruth Bader Ginsburg sent us. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, first of all, thought Roe v. Wade's decision was a lousy decision. But this will lead to violence, just like Black Lives Matter and Antifa led to violence in all the cities two summers ago and last summer. Last summer, and the Bidens always looked the other way. They they criticized Trump and MAGA followers for being extremists. They Biden's looked the other way. They want to defund the police. Then they deny they want to defund the police. Here, I'll just say, look, it looks to me the failure to provide extra security. I mean, a lot of extra security. It's like defunding the court, okay? Why aren't you defending the Supreme Court? There'll come a time when Democrats can put somebody else on the Supreme Court, right? They just got this woman through. Jackson, I believe her name was. Defend all these justices. Not on the basis of the cases that you like or don't like, but on the basis that they are justices of the Supreme Court. And by law, federal judges are protected. And Biden and his people should be ashamed of themselves for not doing this. We'll talk some more. We have Congressman Steve Scalise. He is the House Republican whip, number two man. We'll talk some more about this in just a few moments, along with the jobs report and the inflation problem. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. 